0: Welcome, I'm Erin Cuthbert, footballer for Chelsea and the Scotland national team and you're listening to the Blue Day podcast. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. Yes, folks, this is the Blue Day podcast, and for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a Blue Day. I am your host, Keith Lawrence, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for this week. It's the man who loves the Youth Cup. It's the man who loves Chelsea winning, and hopefully (laughs) we'll see Chelsea win this weekend in the Carabao Cup. It's Milan Larkovic. Milan, welcome back to the show. Nice to have you on board again. How, How have you been since we last spoke? Thank you, my friend. Uh, yeah, I've been all right. Had a
1: little injury. I uh, was up for three weeks, but now on the way back, and I uh, should be back showing on Tuesday.
0: Well, that's good. Just to start off with, but we will discuss the cup final later on, uh, folks, but really? there is something I did want to talk about beforehand. Will you be watching the cup final on Sunday? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Of Definitely. Uh, we'll, well, we will be touching on that um, momentarily. We're going to have a little bit of a preview to go over. Maybe who have
1: you got the tickets? Are you going to the game? Are you going to the game? Of course, I'm going to the game. Yes. You might, you might sit next to
0: Astrid Wet. Don't get me on a rant. Right. Hang on a minute. Let me just talk about this particular person, right? She is a yeah. fake supporter to begin with. She, for, the, for those of you that don't know, this pretend Chelsea supporter <laughs> who likes to get her TNAs out for money, who claims to be a Chelsea fan, but don't know any of the players, apart from a couple of the hey, current Robert. ones...
1: What time does this podcast come out? I don't know if you can say something specific. By the
0: time by the time this comes out, this will uh, we are hoping to have this record. We're hoping to have this released before the cup final. But you can say whatever you want. We are we are unscripted. We are uncensored. But this particular woman, uh, No not No not And <laughs> I use that term woman loosely. She put on social media that she was begging for a ticket because she didn't realise the cup final was this weekend. So she decided to go on social media and put on her little eyebrows, put on a little flutter, put on her little sort of fake makeup and her fake stuff, whatever, and started begging poor, lonely blokes for a ticket. I hope she don't go. I hope that there's a video of her with a fake ticket and some huge security guard has thrown her on the pavement in the gutter where she deserves Okay, I'm not commenting.
1: Top
0: <laughs> that! <laughs> Top that! Yeah. No, I will not be sitting with her. Hopefully not, and if, if, if I do sit next to her, I will make sure that she gets chucked out. But anyway, yes, I will be going. I am going with a friend of mine who I managed to get a ticket with as well, and I'm I'm actually excited about it. But we will talk about the game soon, because I might have a little rant about who's starting and who's not. But before we discuss that, I want to discuss with Milan, who knows quite a thing or two about Chelsea Academy and the Chelsea youth, is the Chelsea youth of 2024 in terms of the under-18s. I went to the Youth Cup game against Millwall at the Intimidating Den, <laughs> and that was on Wednesday night. Kickoff was at 7 o'clock. I was there with... a. Few thousand Chelsea fans that decided to try to recreate the scene from the Football Factory, but failed. Um, bearing in mind it was kind of funny, whereby there were certain Chelsea fans that were being outsung by Millwall kids. That tells you everything right. you need to. Yeah, that tells you everything you need to know about the support for the uh, Chelsea youth on Wednesday night. I have to admit, the fan, some of them were great with the chanting. Some of them did make me laugh in terms of what was said, but. Yeah, um, they were having arguments with the Millwall Foundation. So, and the Millwall Foundation won. So, fair play to them. But, I know. But, I want to talk about the team itself because, Milan, I remember watching you when you was in the under 18s. I remember when you, when you had your teammates in there and when you had Frank Armstrong in charge of the head of youth development when he came in in, you know, 04, 05 And he was in charge Of getting the academy Yeah sorted. he
1: came, He started that But then it was Neil, Barth. Neil Barth was That's right when, uh, we were, when we started winning Neil mm. Barth was
0: running back. So you had Neil Barth in charge He obviously took over From Frank Arneson But then you had A nucleus of players That were coming through And Chelsea started To do well In the Youth Cup I remember that They were in the final In 08 When they played Norwich City Unfortunately they lost but in the later years they started to win. In twenty uh, I believe it was uh, maybe even two thousand and nine, Daniel Sturridge was playing for Manchester City under 18s They played against Chelsea in the U Cup final. I was there they, and you had a
1: Yeah, they lost they lost Chelsea lost mm, that game.
0: Yeah, yeah. and they had a very young Daniel Sturridge who you're thinking, Oh, this guy could make it. Like, he was money. amazing
1: that game. I was at the game and Vladimir Weiss played for uh, That's right, yes, Vladimir, Vladimir, Vladimir blav- Weiss, yeah. blav- Miroslav
0: Stock and Gail Kakuta were on the wings for Chelsea. That's right. Yes, mm. yes. I, I wonder what happened to those two players. But we'll talk about that maybe in a future episode. But you can tell from the off, and this is from me coming from a coaching background and now as a scout, you can tell from the off that the Chelsea Academy, there was something building there. And the Youth Cups was a springboard to that. You could tell that from some of the players that were coming from the under-18s and... Rather than go straight to the development team, they would go out on loan, whether it be the test or it would be from a team in League One or the Championship. And then eventually they would play in the first team. When you fast forward a little bit, you've got players like Jeffrey Bruma, who we mentioned. You had players like Nathan Ackie, who I remember seeing. And I went, my God, this guy can make it. And then he was 17 at the time, playing at the back yeah. for Chelsea. He was 17. And I thought, this guy's going to make it. Andre Christensen, even at 17, he was a Roll Royce of, of a defender. And you're like, yeah, he, he could potentially make it. And now, lo and behold, yeah. he plays for Barcelona. So, anyway, fast forward a few years, you had the likes of Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, Vicario Tamore, Rhys James. Massive amounts of talent done so. so Loftus Cheek. Loftus cheek. cheek. Josh, Josh McEachran. Chalaba. Chalaba. No.
1: Well, both the Chalaba
0: brothers, Trevor both of the and brothers, both of them. N- the final, yeah. Yeah. So you had very good quality coming through, whether it was one player or whether it was eight. You still mm. had the quality come through. Now, recently, Chelsea haven't done so well in the Youth Cup in terms of winning it and in terms of being the most dominant side to win it. But I saw them against Crystal Palace a few weeks ago, and I saw them against Millwall the, the other night, Milan. And me, again, from what from what I've seen from the youth team over the last 15 years, there's something missing in terms of that final little detail, that final little product that can make them into winners. They're missing something. There's a couple of players that caught my attention that I wanted to obviously sort of bring up to you. And there may be some people that are listening to this that either went to the game or know quite a bit about the under-18s. There was a couple of players that caught my attention. And in terms of Chelsea... I've seen them against Man United. I've seen them against Fleet in friendlies. And the qualities there from an individual standpoint, from a team perspective, it's not there. And it's completely different to how it was when you was in the youth team, when Ruben was in the youth team, and when Mason and players of that ilk were in the youth team. Players that caught my attention, Tariq George, he can play as a 10, he can potentially play out wide. I thought he's very good. Not too bad. Running against players, it would be nice if he was more of a proper winger that can actually go past players is that, one v one. Of
1: course, uh, from distance.
0: I believe it might have been yes, because there, there's two of them. You've got Tariq George and Michael Golden. These yeah, two players, uh,
1: maybe, maybe I don't know. I would, I would, be lying if I was. Uh,
0: telling these, him. these, these two players, I can see going. Very, very far. The potential is massively there yes. with them too. They can uh, both. They can both play as a ten. They can play potentially as a winger. Golden. You can even That's maybe good. put him. You can maybe even put him as an eight. But the, again, from a team perspective, there's something missing. I would like to give this special uh, a special mention to this one player who I think he will probably rip it up in League Two. He'll probably rip it up in League One. Time will tell if he'll rip it up in the higher leagues. And that's Jimmy yeah. J Morgan, the striker. Yeah, from Southampton. Quite tall. Quite tall. He's quite, quite, um... quite tall. Quite pacey. He likes to lead the line a little bit. He, could, he, I think, he does prefer the ball to his feet, and then he likes to sort of do like a, the quick turn and the quick skill. Mm-hmm. He knows where the, he knows where the back of the net is, and he's a very good striker. He was off. He had a bit of an off game against Millwall, when he did come off in um sort of later on in, in extra time injured. But those three players potentially very, very good. The player who scored for Chelsea the in um the goal against Millwall excuse me. Harrison Murray Campbell. Watch out for him. Quite tall in the back. Likes to pass it out. He's more of a ball-playing centre-back. I'm using football manager phrases oh, now. He's, yeah. he's more of a, a ball-playing centre-back. Loves to potentially as well, sometimes dribble into midfield as well and tries to spray it about. He he looks good. The goalkeeper, I'd like to also give a, a little mention to. Against Crystal Palace, he was arguably Chelsea's best player. Max Merrick. Max, excuse me. Max Merrick. All right. 17 years old the one thing that is causing him problems and I think that will cause him problems until he gets it sorted is his kicking.
1: Alright, that can be fixed. From floor. the floor. We had Jeff Keeper who was really good shot stopper Jan Sebek and he was horrendous with his feet. Hmm. I used to, Steve Holland used to tell me to go to the right side to help him a little bit because it was easier for him to kick there, and he shanked it to the left so it, that, hmm. it didn't matter where he'd stand. <laughs>
0: When it came to goal kicks, you'd obviously want to keep, try and keep possession, try and create an attack. A lot of the times, they'd be going out for throw-ins. And it would be frustrating because handling, his footwork, his positioning, very, very good. Very, very good. And
1: that's right, well, the that's one very-
0: thing that's potentially letting him down, which I'm hoping he can eradicate. I'm hoping that he can cut out, out of his game.
1: The easiest thing to improve, technique, passing, easiest thing to improve, just practice. I'm sure he'll
0: be fine. Because the one thing I did notice, and again, Milan, you, you've been you've been to more matches than I have. You've probably seen it as well on the pitch. When it comes to goal kicks, the one thing that does bug me is when the centre-back take, passes it to the goalie and then the goalie then passes it out wide. I don't get it. I don't know who started it. I, I wish they didn't. <laughs> but it is frustrating because, for me, that then gives... Sort of gives a message whereby the goalie is not good with kicks, and then you've got the centre back taking the goal kick for the goalie. I don't get it. I don't like it. I, don't, I I don't know whether you've seen it in matches. I don't know whether you've seen it with your team, Milan. But that's one thing that does bug me a little bit about mo- about the modern day game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it happens. It depends. In the game, you react uh, with the instinct. I mean, picture changes all the time. So, um, yeah, but I understand what you're saying. It it can definitely happen.
0: And now Chelsea was up against a very gallant and resilient Millwall side that have been causing a bit of a stir, actually, in terms of how well they've done in the Youth Cup this season. And for me, they were the ones that deserved it. Mostly, they they were the ones that played like they wanted it more and they played nice. better as a team. There was a couple of players that caught my attention in terms of from their individual ability, but also how they how they, how they were as a team. And it'll be interesting, actually, again, with Millwall potentially going down to League One, hey, give them a shot next season, maybe, depending yeah, on what yeah. league they're it in. Give happened, them a yeah, shot.
1: For the, youngsters. for the youngsters, definitely, sometimes it's... It's better for them, obviously. sounds for the club, if that happened, but uh, maybe opportunity for younger players definitely.
0: It, it was it was very telling when I've seen players like Conor Gallagher come through, and then he goes on loan to Charlton, and then he's Charlton's best player. I was looking at the game last night. i oh, sorry, last night, last night, Wednesday night. Excuse me. And I was thinking to myself, which players is going to be that next Conor Gallagher? Which one of these could make it? Now, normally when I've seen youth games and I've picked out certain players, I'm thinking, yeah, he can do it. He can do it. I don't know out of this team who who's going to do it. I'm hoping I'm wrong. And I think the guys, Neil Bath and all the other great coaches, the great people behind the academy will have a better judgment of character, better judgment of player than what I have at the moment. But I'm hoping that at least one of them out of this lot can make it because it, it would be a shame to have... Chelsea spends so much money on the academy and the facilities are second to none, and the players are. St- when it comes to br- bringing players into the team, it's starting to dwindle a little bit. I'm hoping that's not the case.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, academy works both ways. You either get someone to the first team and it works out really well, like we've seen with under Lampard, and now um, making a lot of debuts. Players will always make debuts. Players will always make debuts. If you stay there, it's, it's the hardest thing in the world to stay in the first team at Chelsea, City, Manu, whatever, all the top teams. The hardest thing in the world. I'm sure if some of these were in academy, um, not everybody, of course, but in, a, in the teams that are not the top, top teams, they'll be in the first team much quicker. Do you know what I mean? The opportunity comes a little bit quicker in those teams. But that doesn't... um change uh, from the perspective that it's also academy. is a business point of view. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If you go on loan and you bring up the value and you can sell someone for 10, 15 million, 5 million even, from zero, you're in a profit. Mm. And football is a business industry as well. Not everybody will make it at Chelsea. Not everybody will make it. Some of them will not play football maybe in uh, two, three years. I've seen it my all night, I've seen it. Do you know what I mean? It happens, but um, yeah, sometimes it's the generation that is coming through. Everything, everything has to has to click. Um, uh, so yeah, both both ways. Sometimes it works that you get one or two players to the first team. Sometimes it's uh, that they go on loan, they prove themselves, then someone will buy them out, and then you're in the profit. So depends what what way you look at it academy works both ways. It works both ways and it's, um, it's there. It's, it's proven.
0: When you was at Chelsea, I mean, this is, this is sort of partly related to the youth of today. When you was at Chelsea and then you had the group of guys that were your teammates coming through the ranks at Chelsea, when it came down to the transfer windows. And then there'd be a plethora of clubs in the EFL or even sort of lower down non-league or even in Europe that would be interested in not just yourself, but others. Was it a case whereby the Chelsea staff would sit down with you individually and say, right, this is our plan for you for 12 months. We feel a loan move would be great for your development. This is where we feel you would play best and then they would give you, say, the list of clubs that potentially could be interested. Did you have that, or was it completely different to that at uh, Chelsea? Look, look, I had the agent at
1: that time. Uh, I'm not naming names, uh, but uh, sometimes it's the agent that comes with the club, or sometimes it's the club that wants you calling Chelsea, or sometimes it's, uh, let's say, at that time, Neil Bath, one time sat me in his office. I think he was... The, uh, winter, uh, winter, winter transfer window, and he showed me teams that are looking for winger. Uh, people were coming to watch our reserve games that I, I remember from Wolfsburg, PSV. Not just uh, me, but other players. There was uh, obviously, like, Kuta, Van Anholt, uh, uh, Ryan Birchner when he didn't play um some first team games. You know, he went a couple times on loan before he obviously after made the Champions League debut and stayed in the first team next uh, year. Uh, Jacob Mellis, um. Yeah. Billy Clifford went year after to Colchester. But yeah, there was many times clubs coming and yes, as I said, Milbach Bark me down one time. But after my uh, second year as a youth team player, because you two years, you first year scholar and then second year uh, first year pro and then you move to the reserves because you can't play for the under 18s anymore. Mm. So after that after that, um Steve Holland was my reserve team manager and uh, he got moved to the first team, so Dermot Grammy. Uh, was the reserve uh, manager and he told me. They sat me down, all of them uh, with Michael and Manalo as well, and said, uh, Listen, you've been doing really well, but the next step for you is uh, to go on a loan uh, to a championship team or somewhere abroad in the top division. And I was like, Yeah, I feel I'm ready. Um, so whatever happens, happens. And then um, I got my first loan to championship to Doncaster. They had, it was good at that time. I think they should bring it back. Um, for the young players. It was called the youth loan. So Doncaster at that time had like five or six injuries. So they called Chelsea and said, oh, we need Milan for two months. Okay, perfect, done. Milan's hmm. going to get games. Hmm. So I started, I started. I think, one or two games. Then I came, but I came on, when when, when someone scored against us, I knew I'm coming on straight away. So I came on, Fifty-five, sixty, seventy minutes to get that experience as an eighteen-year-old in championship in front of all these thousand people. My debut was thirty thousand. Then we playing home, obviously against Leeds, derby. Then we mm-hmm. playing the Cardiff away. Then we playing. Uh, I remember Dermot came to see me. Reading away, I got I got a yellow card. and I see him. Uh, I smashed someone because we were losing to zero, and I smashed the centre back. I was a striker smash the sensor back and I see him in the crowd and he went <laughs> he just went like to call now so I don't get <laughs> So it was it was him. I was not even looking at the at the at my coach but I see obviously them I understand it like <laughs> uh so yeah. Um but yeah for me it was a great experience. Um the loans I had after um Portugal and Holland experience yes but different type of a way. way. Where well, when I look back, uh, one day obviously we can talk about this, but so when I look back, mm. I uh, I was definitely uh, not ready in my head um, to come out of the Chelsea bubble. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because Chelsea bubble is big. You you get sucked in. Mm. Because Doncaster, I, I I was close. I was in England, in the same country. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People still spoke to me when I had day off. I came back to Cobham, uh, because obviously my apartment was there. Um. so I was still around and touched, but when I was abroad, you you alone, and only the strongest survive, and obviously I was not the strong
0: one. Well, as you say, when you look at the Chelsea youth from, from your time, even going up to the present, there oh. are players that have sunk in terms of they haven't been able to get out of that Chelsea bubble. And we'll probably talk about that more, you know, as the season's progressed and maybe even in pre-season when we talk about certain players that you'd feel should be either in the development side or should be away from the development side and going out on loan to either EFL or abroad. But what's fascinating me in terms of Chelsea's youth of today, when you look at, with the the way the policy is right now, with FFP and potentially Conor Gallagher potentially going because oh we need to raise funds because of this blah 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 blah. We sold Mason Mount because it was a profit. We sold a hey, we we sold this guy for a profit. We sold this guy for a profit. It would be interesting how many of these will be sold for profit. So you might have a championship club that will pay maybe five, six million. Yeah, Chelsea might have like a sell-on clause for the move afterwards, maybe a 30%, 40% sell-on clause. But it'll be interesting, depending where Chelsea are financially, how many of these are either going to make it, or if they don't make it, are they going to be sold to make profit, to go in line with what Chelsea are hoping to avoid, which is a potential point deduction and a ban. So we'll say. Yeah,
1: that can definitely happen, but that's yeah. why you've got academies there as well. Obviously not particularly for this, but when it comes to this and something like this happens, and obviously you can you can use it when it's there, I mean.
0: Well, we will keep track of the Chelsea youth team between now and the end of the season, don't you worry. We're also going to try and keep track of the development side as well. I've been to a few of them games as well this season. I'm hoping to go to a couple more down at Kings Meadow, the former ground of AFC Wimbledon. I'm hoping to go to a couple of them before the end of the season. I suppose we should talk about the main event, Milan, shouldn't we? We should talk. By the time this goes out, this will be out hopefully by Sunday morning. By the time this goes out, I'll be on my train Tuesday, Kings Cross and Pancras to get the tube to Wembley and I suppose we better talk about the Cup Final the Carabao Cup Final between Chelsea and Liverpool I don't know what to expect to be honest normally when I go to Cup Finals I'm either confident yeah. and then my hopes and my dreams are all shattered in, into pieces like they were two years ago but this season I don't know we're, we're going up against a Liverpool side that Klopp has said "Oh we're underdogs. We've got so many injuries. We're underdogs. We're not we're not game, our best." Game. Game. Of course it's of course is fucking mind games. And to be honest, you know, Jurgen's probably right in, in in his own little way. But I think this is and I'm hoping this obviously going to be a different result to what it was 2 years ago because walking up them steps and walking out of Wembley with you'll never walk alone blaring out and I'm I'm hoping the Wembley DJ sorts out his fucking playlist. But anyway, <laughs> I'm hoping that that doesn't happen again on Sunday. But it all depends on what side Potch puts out. How we played against Man City last week, I was very surprised. Because I thought City would have turned us over. But I was pleasantly surprised that they didn't. And it seems that I'm not saying everything's rosy and Chelsea are back and all these it old cliches. It, um...
1: It was a good defensive performance. It was a bloody
0: good performance defensively, and it was a bloody good point against the champions. Yeah, whereby yeah. I was seeing people on Twitter go, "This is an outrage! We played crap. Potch don't know what he's doing. His subs were wrong. Where, where was Tiago? Blah, blah blah. Fuck it! I'll give the guy a break."
1: Obviously, I, always going to be some uh, negative things. Uh, but, I, uh, I get people's yeah, opinions. If Chelsea fans are watching that and you're getting hammered from left, wide and centre and the ball is just not going, going in. You need to give credit to defenders, obviously. Yes. The body on the line and that. But we had chances to score uh, two or three goals as well. So that was the plan. Um, we didn't go to the game to dominate ball. We went to uh, sack out the pressure. We looked to frustrate hit them on the counter and that was the plan you'll be a fool at the moment to open game against Man City because they would go through like a knife through butter so um, play play one point and uh, we took two points of them two times this season
0: so yeah, they're gone do you think Poch will have that same game plan on Sunday whereby he'll say right it's a little bit of the same because Liverpool will have Mo Salah they might have Nunes up top Let's contain. Build the pressure up. Go on the counter because we might have Sterling. I hope he don't start, but we might have Sterling. We might have Palmer. We might even have Incuku starting. I don't think he's ready yet, personally. He hasn't. He hasn't started enough games. But that, how we played against City, I can possibly see us playing against that. It's probably not going to be pretty to watch. And I'm probably going to be frustrated as hell because we haven't got the ball and there's going to be 11 men behind the ball and we're probably going to try and slow the tempo down and everything. It may work because you don't know what Liverpool team's going to turn up. You don't know what their injuries are like. Nunes might be injured, maybe, hopefully, but they've still got some players that can turn it on. I'm just hoping that... I'm just hoping we just have the best performance we can have on Sunday. I really do. I cannot leave Wembley on Sunday with them lot celebrating after booing the national anthem like they did at the League Cup final and the FA Cup final and singing You'll Never Walk a Lot. I can't have that again. That's going to be a horrible trip home.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, this can um, start something special for Chelsea, obviously, if you win yeah. against Liverpool. Uh, it gives a lot of confidence to everyone at the club, especially... With what was happening last year, year and a half, hmm. so uh, I hope we will be on the winning side. Uh, I don't care who plays, just win. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't care how they play. You know what Mourinho said: "Finals are there to win, and not to play nice." It, Nobody remembers the second. That's
0: that's what I was going to ask you. Again, you've worked under some extraordinary managers, ex- extraordinary people. When you come to a final, and this again, this is the standards that Chelsea had once, and they haven't got any more. But they well, you never know—they're slowly building it up. As you just said, finals are not there to play nice; you're, you're there to win. Should Potch have that same philosophy, or is he going to be the philosophy is let's let's have a game plan, but let's play to our strengths and let's try and win nicely? No, it doesn't exist. I'm sure he's
1: the same. There's not thing nice that to... we don't play nice at the moment anyway. So I don't. <laughs> what do you mean? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: play I think, good football. We'll play
0: play be... fluent football and play in a way that is going to excite the crowd. Me personally, I'm not there to get excited. The only time I want to get excited,
1: players don't care. The
0: only time I want to get excited is when I see the captain lift the trophy. I do not care. There to watch my team play a hundred passes and then have an acrobatic shot that hits the post. I'm not there to see that. I want to see my team win. I want to see my team lift a trophy. You pay good money to go to Wembley. You pay good money to to get decent food because you don't want food at Wembley Stadium because it's shite. So you want to go out and get a nice meal. You don't want to see your team not turn up and obviously lose, but you don't want to see your team not give everything. And not try to win. Because in the FA Cup final two years ago, we didn't turn up. And there's been cup finals in the past that Chelsea haven't turned up. And they've lost. And it's ruined my summer. I'm just hoping for, to, for, for Sunday. Listen, I don't care if we don't win another game between now and the end of the season. I just want us to win on Sunday. If we can stop Liverpool and we can stop Sky and TNT... Posted about Liverpool. Did you? Other, again, you 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 probably didn't see this. Did you see on social media what Sky Sports put out as uh, their little introduction on their on Sky main nah. event? Tell me. They put down Jurgen Klopp's farewell tour with Liverpool continues this Sunday against right. Ra- now, normally exactly. things things like that don't piss me off. Don't bother me. I know it annoyed a lot of people on social media. A lot of people got really hot about it. But it does annoy me a little bit because if the shoe was on the other foot, would they have done the same thing? No. I so, mean,
1: they have some kind of relationship with the cop, don't they? They love him. Sky sports.
0: It's just... I just don't. I just don't get. But the, the wonderful thing, the wonderful thing about that.
1: Ga- to be honest, I don't care about this stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah, whatever they say about this the media, do you know
0: what I mean. That but nobody- I have to. I, I have to say this because a, a few people will probably agree with me on this. Not many people do agree with me on Chelsea, but people will agree with me on this. I am glad I spent nearly a hundred pounds on my Wembley ticket because it mm-hmm. means I don't have to watch on telly. Jamie freaking Carragher. Go on about Liverpool. And go on about... how this is great. He's a decent
1: bandit, though. No, he's
0: shy. I can't stand him. No, he's terrible.
1: No, I don't agree. I think he's good. Dom and Gary never work well together.
0: (laughs) But you're kind of
1: the opinion. (laughs) Just mute.
0: But we touched on Sterling. Sterling scored against Man City... He did put out an interview d- during the week to say that Wembley's his home, he loves playing there. Mm. I'm hoping he does, because I'm hoping he plays well on Sunday. Because if he doesn't play yeah. Sunday, he's a bigger idiot than I than I'll take him for, for saying things like that. Do you think this is the type of game where Sterling will thrive on? Oh, it's a final. I think everybody,
1: everyone will be bashed for it. You know, cup finals don't come too often. Uh, Sterling has won many titles already Mm. so you should I would uh, put my money on him to start definitely experienced player and um, one of the players who has experience of winning the
0: final you know what I mean and talking of starting because some cretin put it on X and then people started to run with it who do you have in goal Petrovic or Sanchez? Petrovic simple thank you yeah, so, I mean, some nothing people nothing else,
1: con- nothing, else, nothing else makes sense at the moment, even though no. whoever, whoever is thinking that about that is just
0: the Lulu. Hoping Potts didn't read it. Let's hope not. Um, um,
1: there's no chance. There's no chance. There, can there can't there
0: be. No there, there can't be. Petrovic has been this probably is how, one of our. This
1: is how we will play. This is how we will play, I think. Petrovic, Gusto, uh, Disaster Colville, Chilwell, Enzo Caicedo, Palmer, Jackson Sterling.
0: Oh, you brought back memories of Mourinho against Barcelona uh,
1: when, he, when, forgot, he, when he
0: touched on the team before the game. I
1: forgot one player, I forgot one player, is,
0: he plays there. Oh, he has to play. Yeah. He has to play. If, so it's
1: Galaga, Enzo, Enzo, I can't see you. Yeah. Really and yeah. then Sterling, Palmer and uh, Jackson.
0: And again, it'll be interesting how these players play because a lot of these have not played at Wembley before, to my knowledge. A lot of them have not played in a cup final of this magnitude, to my knowledge, before. So listen, Enzo's won the World Cup. Can he Can he turn it on for the League Cup? That's what I want to see. Is he worth over 100000000 million? We'll find out Sunday. Is Caicedo valued? He's, is he worth 100000000 million? We'll find out Sunday. Oh, these are <laughs> these are the games. These are the games where we will see which players are going to be spoken about in the same breath of a of a Drogba or a Terry or a Czech, for example. Or are, these going to be the, or are these going to be the players whereby fans are going to go? I don't care what club gets them; just get rid of them. We'll see. Mm. But I'm hoping for. Let's hold, let's hold it to the first, first thing you said. I'm hoping for Poch. It's it, it's a win because listen, Poch did well at PSG despite the politics and despite the egos. He's a very good coach. He needs to start winning trophies. And this, I don't think he
1: did well there, you know. I don't think he did well. At he
0: game. was there were times where it was a little bit of a struggle, and I think that it was because of. Well, put it this way: you had Neymar, Messi in 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 the same side, and you're trying to build a team. And then Mbappe. And then. Mb-
1: I remember a game against Three Man City. huge egos. I remember a game against Man City, they were not defending at all. It was 11 against 8. Mm. Mm.
0: It
1: was crazy. And obviously, yeah. that doesn't help.
0: That doesn't help. No. And I think PSG are starting to finally realise that, which is why they're going to go for players, young players that can track back and work, defend as a team. So, yeah. yeah um, but in terms of Chelsea... It's going to be, again, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting how we play. Do we see Liverpool, depending on what side they put out, if they put out maybe half a B team, half their first team, do Chelsea change tactics? Do they go gung-ho? I don't, it, it, it's just fascinating where, where and how Chelsea are going to play in terms of their tactics. Will we see same Gallagher as a team? Like
1: same, same. The team is the
0: same, like I yeah. told you. That's the team. They're if Potts yeah. keeps the team unchanged from Man City, which I'm hoping he does, it's got to be the same sort of tactics.
1: Yeah, but what yeah. is the tactic? What is the tactics?
0: Well, fr- frustrate the opposition and not concede first I think that was how it was against City although to be fair the first half against City we had chances to score City weren't great defensively they they were pretty much off they should have scored as well with Haaland oh yeah you know but then to be fair Jackson should have scored how many chances did he have? yeah he should have he should have all of them should have scored yeah yeah Um. I and again I'm hoping it don't go to penalties not again.
1: Not again. No, no, no. No, yeah. no. Obviously, as I told you, these teams normally in finals they cancel each other out, so it's very, it's very tight.
0: Every year I get older, my heart decreases a little bit in terms of strength. I think and... it will be
1: similar. I think we'll be similar like against Man City to mm. talk up the pressure or whatever. And then try to hit them on the counter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then with, with the pace that we've got and with the technique and the skill. Again, depending who they have for full-backs, depending who Van Dyke partners up with, we'll see. They won't have Alisson in goal, so that that, that, that may help. And let's just see. It's going to be fascinating how we play. Again, of, of course, I'm hoping we win. I think we have to win this more than Liverpool do in terms of potch, in, ter- in terms of managers, but in terms of the projection where each club is going to go to. Chelsea, obviously... Haven't won something for a while. In terms of Chelsea standards, they haven't won anything for a while. But I think Potts to have a little bit more of a security buffer with him. He needs to win Sunday. Massive for him. He needs to win Sunday. Agreed. Agreed. Mm. So we will be we will be there front and center, folks. The Blue Day Podcast will be there front and center at the Carabao Cup final. We will hopefully provide video. We'll hopefully provide audio. Hopefully we'll provide a few sing-songs as well uh, after the game, depending if we win or not. So it will be a fascinating contest. We will obviously put up some images as well on our Instagram page at the Blue Day podcast of how the day's progressed. Milan, f- final thing from you for, for this evening. What do you think the score will be on Sunday? 2-1 Chelsea. 2-1 Chelsea, Chelsea. I will have a few Estrellas if, if if that is the case and we win 2-1. That'll be nice to walk past Wembley Way with a couple of Estrellas a couple in the hand. Ball,
1: a couple of ball. Give fans what they want. Right? Get the fans home happy. And get I also the little... feel that I'm being very naive, but I don't care.
0: <laughs> it's the hope that kills you, folks. But listen, we will be there on Sunday. Milan will be watching it in most sunnier climes. Don't you worry about that. And we will be discussing this game... This time next week, when we will be t- we will be reviewing the Carabao Cup final, we might even give a little bit of a touch on how Chelsea gets on in the FA Cup against Leeds United. If you've enjoyed this episode, folks, and you want to find us on social media, you can find us on X at the Blue Day Pod. Oh no, not the Blue Day Pod. Excuse me, Blue Day Pod. I nearly yeah, went. I, I, I,
1: for I, ne- <laughs>
0: I nearly went back on it, but it's at Blue Day Pod. Do not touch. Do not type in the at Blue Day Pod. You can find us at the uh, Instagram, at the Blue Day Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Be one of nearly 14,000 followers. We are nearly at the 14,000 mark. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Blue Day Podcast. And there is a few people that have been asking me about, do I have any signed shirts for sale? I do. If you are interested, find us on gmail.com. The blue day podcast at gmail.com. Speak to me about them. I do have some for sale. So find us find, so find us on socials about that. You can find Milan as well on X and you can find him on Instagram. Milan, just brush on where they can find you. At Lalkovic Milan 10 on both of them. Same. I, I will remember it off my heart. I promise. But we hope you enjoyed this little snippet of a preview show about Chelsea Football Club, and we hopefully we will be singing Blue is the Colour on our way past Wembley on Sunday. I have been Keith Lawrence. He's been Milan Larkovic. Enjoy the game, folks, on Sunday. Keep the blue flag flying high at Wembley. Stay safe and carefree.